Welcome to Ski Cap, Hoodie, and Shorts, Episode 34, End of the School Year Cleanup. Hey everybody, thank you for uh, listening to the Ski Cap, Hoodie, and Shorts podcast. My name is Ted Samaras and I'll be your host today. Uh, I really want to thank you for joining me. Um, We have a wonderful global audience and it's great to have all of you listening today. Um, For those of you who are in education, right, you might have just finished your school year and are wrapping things up. Right, and you're finally getting ready to catch your breath, right? Or maybe for uh, some of you listening to this as soon as the podcast comes out, maybe you're still wrapping your year up. Um, but whatever it is, at some point, you are going to shut that lesson book or computer or wherever you do your lesson plans. And, um, you know, you may decide you don't want to open it up until the new school year. And I, I totally get where you're coming from that, right? But, uh, you know, for others of you, um, it may be difficult to just kind of like shut down on the last day and not looking for anything for uh, for a couple of months, right? Um, and that's okay, too. I, I know, like, a lot of times, like, end of the year, I'll be like, oh, you know, make sure you take time to unplug and make sure you take time to relax. But realistically, uh, some of us, me included, are actually wired where I would be too stressed if I didn't think about organizing the things that I needed to do or at least contemplate it so that this way I wasn't cramming on August 31st for the beginning of the school year on September 1st in my particular case. Um, So with that, um, You know, we want to talk about, you know, yes, everybody's got their own way of doing things, and I don't want you to feel like you need to do anything we're going to discuss here, but I thought that what I'd like to do is I would share three things, um, right? I have a a list of a few items that um, I like to do as the school year closes, and for me, um, I do work a decent amount in the summer now, uh, you know, Chromebook management, new teacher training, et cetera, et cetera, right? But um, there is that cyclical nature of the year. Right. And realistically, my school year does close and my next school year opens, whether it happens to be within a day or two of each other. Right. So um, but so but I still feel that same vibe and that same, um, you know, change of seasons, which, to be honest, when I was corporate, I really missed. Um, I kind of like having that uh, from, you know, kind of makes me feel like a student again and getting to go through that whole flow. Um, so, but what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to kind of, um, consider these tips and, um, you know, and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to, you know, try some of them out if, you know, you think it's going to actually help you, right? And maybe what it will do is it will kind of alleviate some of the stress you have before you pack things up for the year. And what it might do is, too, as you're doing this, it will also give you peace of mind that if you do need to access any of this information, which, to be honest, we wind up storing digitally like 90 to 95% of the stuff that we never wind up looking at again, but because it's not making clutter in our living room, we keep it. Having said that, um, if you do want to look back at certain things from the previous year, right? hopefully this organization that you do at like end of May, beginning of June sets you up to find that easier. And maybe this will be also a way uh, for you to think about how to try to get yourself organized um, for the beginning of next year. And that's something that we can talk about in the fall. So having said all that, um, I here are the three top um, organizational tips that I have for you to kind of kick off your summer, 
right? Uh, we're going to be discussing naming conventions. We're going to be discussing something that I like to call bunching or huddling. I have to come up with a better name for number two, but either one of those will work. Um, and then also we're going to be talking about making a master list of files, and we'll talk about kind of how to do that as well. Um, so for the first part, naming conventions, right? Uh, it doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to Milwaukee or I'm going to Chicago for the, uh, you know, Republican or Democratic National Convention. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, what I write and uh, what I am talking about is a naming convention is a systematic way of naming things. So you want to make sure that there is a um, certain flow to it so that this way you understand what it means, but also so that it's organized. So as an example, right, um, you know, you may be working like in multiple schools. So you might have stuff for one school and stuff for another school if you're a specialist who travels or an instructional coach, however it is. So what you might do is you may name a folder, right, like ABC school. And within that folder, all the files that you put in, maybe like ABC dash, you know, 2023 for the school year, you know, dash and then put the month. And then you could put like, you know, lit unit one or something like that. Right. Um, you can certainly use acronyms. You can certainly use abbreviations, but you want to be able to have it so that this way, if somebody else is looking at it, if you share the file, um, they can understand what it means, but also you can understand what it means. So if you look at the file name quickly, you could know, okay, this is from last October or this is from unit two, or this has to do with Shakespeare, or this has to do with, um, you know, coding. However it is, you want to have like a certain system in place that makes sense for you. And then from there, you can build off it, right? So like, you can have like, you know, a hundred files about like lit unit one. So right, maybe you don't have a descriptor in each uh, one, but at least to get you to the point where, um, you know, you could say, you know, this is lit unit one, document five, lit unit one, document six, etc. But at least you have organization for where it is. Um, additionally, you want to do that with folders. And people know a lot about making a folder, but they forget that they could do subfolders. And some people will know subfolders, but they only assume that you could do one level of folder. Um, but you can do um, multiple folders within multiple folders. So as you think about doing that, uh, thinking about naming the folders, because that is actually the place that you're going to look first before you get to the files with the same kind of naming conventions. Um, it may not seem like a big deal at first, but when you go back, that consistency will really help you. It's similar to when um, I have the conversation, especially with new teachers, about Google Classroom or when we were training everybody first, especially during the pandemic, on how to use Google Classroom, right? There's a spot there called Topics. And people, if when you tell them in September, it doesn't really make that big of a deal because they've got four or five assignments, let's say, to start the year, and that's it, right? But then when you say to them, you know, well, if you use topics later on, you know, you can have your kids go back and say, oh, uh, the U.S. history topic, you know, on the Civil War, it's on that section or the, you know, World War One's in this section. And so by having topics... Um, 
they can find the information easier and you can post the information easier. Well, that kind of mindset is the same thing about the naming conventions. The more consistent you are and the more meaningful you are um, and the more deliberate you are uh, with your naming, the easier your life will be um, when it comes to finding things. So the second tip that I kind of wanted to just discuss a little bit was this idea of bunching or huddling or, you know, just what you're basically doing is, is that you're organizing things. But like, imagine you had a thousand Legos in front of you, right? Or a thousand manipulatives, blocks, whatever the story is, okay? And you wanted to organize them, okay? Let's let's assume you had you know, whatever it is, right? Uh, you know, that type of, you know, whatever it is, like, let's say you had all these color bricks that you wanted to do. Okay. So what you do is, is like you pour out this bucket and now you start organizing it, right? If you started making piles for the yellow bricks and the red bricks and the orange bricks and the white bricks, right? That would be one thing, right? But then if you just started right off the bat, start saying, this is my pile for this four dot red bricks. This is my pile for the six dot red bricks. This is my pile for the eight dot red bricks. You would get to the same spot that I'll get to at the end, but it becomes a lot more stressful because now you have for a thousand pieces, you may have 500 piles that you have to manage, right? So I use the example of Legos because I want it to be fun and colorful for you. But as you can imagine, I'm coming from a world of Chromebook management. So when the kids graduate, when they go from middle school to high school, when they are returning all these Chromebooks, right, at different elementary schools, you're just getting a wave of thousands or hundreds or tens, whatever it is you have in your school of Chromebooks, right? This also applies to your files, right? Some of you have that desktop that looks like it threw up all over the place. I totally get it. Right. That's how my desktop gets to, um, you know, when I'm working through stuff. Right. And so what I do is, especially like if I'm going to go to a conference and speak or if I'm speaking online, um, you know, I need to kind of clean up the house a little bit. Right. But I don't have time to organize everything. So I create one folder. I call it desktop backup or desktop backup, you know, 51, 109, whatever it is. And I take all my files from my desktop and I throw them in together. Okay. Um, and so what I do is, is I've got everything in one spot. All right. Um, and so like, it's kind of like throwing the stuff in the closet when company comes over. It's the same idea, right? Eventually you want to organize the closet, but you've kind of started your organization, quote unquote, because you've thrown everything in the closet. So if you could picture the Legos again, right, you need to start somewhere. So when you dump out your bucket of Legos, you've got one big pile of a thousand Legos. Okay. But even though it looks like a mess, you've actually started your organization because you have put that pile in one place okay or your Chromebooks on one table all thousand of them right but now you need to start organizing them so again what you want to do is you kind of want to group things right and this really works for me um I, I don't know if it's the data you know brain that part of my brain that kind of kicks in or whatever it is um, but I like to group by doing it by color right you could do it by size you could do it however you want to in this Lego example but what I like to do is I like like to just have like you know 
all my red ones together, all my orange ones together, all my yellow ones together. Okay, at that point, I've got, let's say, you know, assuming I don't have the, um, you know, super duper hundred color rainbow pack, right? And I've just got the standard Lego colors of like 10 or whatever it is, right? I'll have like 10 piles of Legos all in different colors. And then at that point, I can then, I have now bunched or huddled, if you can picture like a football team huddling, right? Not everything is in the exact spot, but they're all still together. Same thing. I've got everything in a big group or a big bunch, but they're not at all exactly the same, okay? So now what I've done is I've sort of separated my Legos by colors, and now I'm going to go to the red pile. And now, just in the red pile alone, I am going to go, these are my two dot red ones. These are my four dot red ones. These are my six dot red ones. These are my eight dot red ones. And then I'm going to go to the yellow. And I'm going to go, these are my two dot, my four dot, my six dot, my eight dot. So what I've done is, is that even though I am going through the organizational process multiple times, I am actually kind of spreading out my organization and chunking it to make it more doable than trying to make a whole bunch of piles of these Legos. Similar to Chromebooks, right? Let's say you had serial numbers, asset tag numbers, however your school does it, right? They go from, you know, zero to nine, 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 right? So as you're getting these Chromebooks back, ideally in the school, maybe, you know, when they got the first delivery, all the serial numbers are, you know, in kind of a queue and you get a lot of the same ones back. But what, you know, I picture doing is, you know, once I've got my big pile of Chromebooks, I take my ones that start with a thousand and put them in one table. The ones that start go 2,000 and up, another table, 3,000 up, etc. Then I go back to my table of 1,000 and I do, this is my pile of 1,100, this is my pile of 1,200, 1,300, etc. I go then, okay, this is my pile of 1,110, 1,120, 1,130, until like I can actually organize them in order. So when you're thinking about doing your cleanup and you don't have that physical part, but you do have your digital, it's the same thing with your folders. You may decide, I want to organize everything by month, right? Well, you could sit there and kind of pick out everything, or what you can do is if you've got years of folders and years of files that you haven't done anything with, you can always take, you know, these are my 2022 school year ones, these are my 2021 school year ones, and just create a folder. And then during the summer or the next school year, whenever you do it, you know, you can then say, okay, I'm going back to my 2021 folder and I want to organize it by month. Now within each month, I may want to organize it by subject and then within each subject but at least you can then focus on small parts and feel like you have a lot of small accomplishments rather than just looking at it as an overwhelming foldering um, and sorting type situation and that brings me then with that example to thinking about number three which is making a master list of files, right? So if you're working on a desktop, whether it's Windows-based, Mac-based, and you have a lot of things saved on your desktop, you've created these great folders, right? Honestly, though, you're not going to sit there when you're looking for something and click on folder after folder after folder. So you may want to make a document to say, um, you know, my, you know, paper on poetry, right? My intro lesson on poetry, right? Um, the doc, the template that I want to use for the students is in a particular folder. Um, and I know the folder's name because I use the right naming convention is 2022-11. So I know it's from a November 22. It was in my unit three lit, etc. And 
by doing that, um, you know, you could start to organize it. But you now you have a document where you can name things, um, where you can have all the names of the beautiful naming convention you had. So this way you have it as a quick reference guide. Uh, what I also encourage you to do is a lot of times there's either like an about section um, or something similar to that in all of these documents or spreadsheets, whether it's uh, Google based or whether it's um, you know, like, you know, Microsoft Office or the Apple um, suite of pages and numbers and, and uh, Keynote, um, where there's like a descriptor. Um, and you could put like a little description of each one um, in there as well. Uh, now, I tend to live more in a Google world than anything else. Uh, so for me, uh, what I like to do is I like to create a spreadsheet in Google Sheets because everything that I have in my Google Drive um, actually is web-based and everything, every document, every spreadsheet, every presentation, every form that I do winds up with links. And so what I'll do is I will create a spreadsheet that has my naming convention, right? It will have a little description box should I want to put it like a note section. And then I will put a copy of the link in. And so this way I can click on the link and then it will take me right to that file in my drive. So I'm, so even though I've created a bunch of folders for organization, I'm not having to go through all of those folders because I have this. I have it nice and organized. And what's nice about having it in a Google Sheet is that I could do a lot of sorting. So if I want to sort, you know, as long as I categorize everything right by my naming convention, if I want to go ahead and sort all my lit, all my math, all my science, all my social studies, I can sort by that. I can sort by I'm looking for holiday stuff and I find it and I've got all these nice little links that I can just click on and take me directly to my drive. Um, similarly, I could also do it in a Google Doc. I prefer Sheets, but you could do it in a Google Doc. You could just have a, a simple, you know, running list of this is the name, this is the link, this is the name, this is the link. Um, you can use the tools that are in there in the Google Doc to kind of make the life even easier. You could use like a table of contents, which uses like all like the heading functions uh, and that type of thing. You can use bookmarks because your document's going to get pretty big if you uh, if you keep track of everything. Thing. So this way you can click on a link and it takes you to a different part of the document. Um, you know, you can do that as well and use all the um, different heading features um, in a Google Doc um, and then do that as well. So, um, again, any one of those type of things, um, I would suggest just trying. You don't have to do it with every file you've got. But what's nice is, is that if you at least start to think about the organizational process, even if this isn't the summer that you want to do it, you could then at least start maybe like, OK, last year was a lost cause. I want to start fresh in the fall, and I'm going to at least consider these things to maybe set myself up to be better next summer. If you start putting these things in place in the fall, it will make your life easier in the summer. And by me giving you these tips doesn't mean I am the utmost authority when it comes to organization. Um, I like to have organized chaos because sometimes when you're, you know, when you're cooking in the kitchen, you can't have a clean kitchen. Right. Because then you're not doing something right. Right. I like to make a mess in the kitchen. The cleanup sucks. Right. But if I'm pretty good about cleaning as I go, if I'm pretty good about like knowing how to clean, when to clean, what to clean, that type of thing ahead of time. Like I know I'm going to have to get the dishwasher clear. So because I'm going to throw dishes in there, I know I'm going to have to have these cleaning products in the house because I'm going to be making a mess, making chili here and there. Um, by doing all that, it makes it life a lot easier. 
So again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to even be, you know, close to good, but it is something that you want to try, you know. So again, I hope this was helpful. Um, you know, I certainly look forward to your feedback. Um, you know, I love hearing from you on these type of things. Um, and I'd love to hear, you know, hey, Ted, this was a good suggestion. I tried this out. I tried it out kind of the way you said it, but like, you know, I found my own way to do it. Or, you know what, I tried this and I became overwhelmed and I just said the heck with it. I'm not doing this. Whatever your feedback is, I'd love to hear from you. So to reach me, uh, you can go to our podcast website, which is www.skicaphoodieandshorts.com. You can email me at skicaphoodieandshorts at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to contact me on social media, you can reach out to me on Twitter at my direct Twitter, which is at our tech coach. And you can also um, go to my website where I have not only the podcast, but other great educational things I'm working on um, with some great educators around the world at www.ourtechcoach.com. So um, as always, like I said, I love to hear your feedback. um, And I want to thank you very much for your time today and for listening to the Ski Cap Hoodie and Shorts podcast. Please remember to be good to yourself and be yourself.